Well, this is uh, this is uh, Clover, and uh, I'm just recording our weekly podcast, and I've got a very special guest with me uh, this afternoon. Uh, Joel, Joel from Bath, Maine. Are you there? I am here. Good Thank to hear you, from you, Joel. Now, a lot of the congregation will have will have heard us talking about you, and we we've shown maps in the church about you know where your church is located and stuff. But for those for those that don't know you, and of course. Although you and I have chatted a number of times, this is the first time people have heard from you. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, your family, and, and what you're doing in, in your church at the moment? Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, my name is Joel Littlefield. Um, I am 37 years old. My, I'm married to my beautiful bride of almost 17 years. Uh, her name is Callie. And we have, we have four children together. Uh, um, their ages are my oldest. I have two boys that are older. They are 15 and 13. Hmm. No, see, I, I got that wrong because I've got four kids and I can't remember their ages. They're 15 <laughs> and 14. And then my two younger girls are, I've got a 12 year old and a seven year old. And then another little aspect of our life is our youngest daughter. Uh, we had the privilege of, uh, she, we adopted her um, when she was three and a half and she's seven now. So we just got to the the place where she's been with us longer than she uh, has not been with us is that's a beautiful landmark. So we've been with her for such a long time now and it's just been a blessing. So, and we are in Bath, Maine and uh, that's in the new England part of, of the United States, which I'm sure you all know. And um, yeah, we're here planting a church. We are uh, three, just about three years into a new church plant. We are Southern Baptist church. Um, with the North American Mission Board, and I became a, uh, a North American Mission Board church planter um, back in 2013, uh, excuse me, 2016, and then we, uh, we chose Bath, Maine um, to plant. It was a community that we had not lived in previously, uh, though we'd spent most of our lives in Maine. Uh, we, the, the presence of the gospel and just the lostness here drew our attention to this community as a place that needed another gospel preaching church, a disciple making church. So we planted ourselves here in the end of 2016 and started uh, meeting folks here and gathering a team of people to begin a, a new church, a new family here uh, to grow in Christ together. So here we are almost three years in and we're still, uh, God has been faithful, man. Mm. Mm. And and like Bath, Maine, what, what's it like? What, 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 you know, what, what, uh, what do people there do? What are the big kind of industries and sports, that kind of thing? Give us a flavor for your community. Yes. Yeah. So Bath, and I think if I remember right, it's quite a bit different population wise than, than, than your Bath. Mm. Uh, we're at 9,000 people. Correct me, Clover. What, what, what's the population of your city? Oh, I think it's like 80,000 or something. Yeah. 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 So much different that way. Uh, so we're 9,000 people. It's a, it's a little coastal community. So we actually... We're about three miles in from the Atlantic Ocean, and then there's also a major river uh, that runs right next to our town, which has uh, become an excellent uh, place for what now is called Bath Ironworks. We are uh, mo most known for our naval shipyard. We build uh, Navy ships here, and I think this has been going on now for close to 60, 70 years now that they've been building uh, ships. And even back beyond that, you, there's a lot of history here of um, tall mast ships being built here a um, long time ago. And so there's museums set up now to look at some of the history of those ships. So we're, we're well known as a ship building community. 
Um, and that has kind of transferred to be a very blue collar, hardworking, um, a lot of construction, um, a lot of those sorts of uh, industry type jobs. Mm. Um, we've got a small, beautiful little downtown village. Um, there's, you know, you could walk from one end of our downtown to another in, in about, you know, four and a half minutes probably. Um, and it's uh, uh, a lot of small little village shops type of thing. So a lot of small business owners too, I would say, mm. that make up our, our community. Um, as far as sports goes, gosh, I'd say it's a pretty good mix. You know, it's, um, you know, Maine, uh, New England is a, uh, American football. I say football. And I know that's not, uh, so we're ta not talking soccer, talking, uh, the Patriots. Do you know who the Patriots are? Oh, I have heard to? of the Patriots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured I'd ask. So yeah, that's if you want to, I, I would say that's probably at the top of the list as far as sports here. That's what, People tend to get a little bit crazy about the football season here. Um, so football, um, and it's probably uh, you know very similar in a, in a in a mix. I say that, although I, I don't, I don't I guess I don't know what the what the sports look like there in your in your community. What what what's it like there, Clover? How, how is I, it different? Bath's a big rugby town. Rugby. Um, See, we have no rugby here. No. <laughs> I wish there was. And, that would be great. <laughs> uh, you know there'd be there'd be quite a lot of people in our church who are you know into football it's probably the dominant sport in the uk and a lot of people who like the motor racing as well uh the formula one you okay know. yeah so it's other than the rugby i'd say yeah i know you know so baseball is a pretty good season so we have the boston red sox they're the closest closest big city uh to us um but yeah a lot of a lot of young families in our community um it's a very affluent, uh, very um, uh, altruistic, you know, very generous community, even outside of the church. This mm. is a very unique town in that there's a lot of festivals that promote uh, community, com promote family, promote kindness. We actually have a, uh, it might be canceled with, because of the, uh, the coronavirus, but, you know, we have every summer a, a festival called the Kindness Day where they wow. promote an entire, an entire day to um, acts of kindness. Hmm. And they, people set up tents, businesses come out onto the sidewalks and they give out free things. And uh, hmm. they're doing everything, creative things from, um, I mean, a random citizen could come and set up and just do random acts of kindness. Um, and, and it's turned into a pretty large festival. So I've never heard of a, a community doing something like that until I moved to Bath. Um, so it's, it's a fairly unique area to be, doing ministry and doing kingdom work. Mm. Um, and it, a lot of those things work in our favor, but a lot of those work also against the kingdom because those mindsets tend to put people in a place where they believe their goodness is already good enough. Mm. Um, so that's, uh, it's been an interesting, interesting culture to, uh, to be planting a church in for sure. Mm. And so your church itself, like how many people have you got coming along now? Have you got a lot of kids? What's, what's it like? So, you know, I guess we'll see once we're all back together, how many are still <laughs> with us. But, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I'd say I'll count what I'll count as our core, our core church family, those that have been with us and have come along with us in the last two and a half years um, that I would say are committed followers of Christ is probably around uh, 55, 60 people. And, that, and that's including, I'm including uh, children in that count. And so, and that, that makes up probably 80 5% of that would be um, young families with children. 
Um, so we've got a good amount of kids running around when we get together to gather on a Sunday. Um, it's, it's a blessing. And that, we've heard that many times, um, you know, from the people that come and visit uh, New City Church to check us out is, is one of their first things that they notice is that there's a lot of life, a lot of energy from young children. Um, and so it's a blessing, a huge blessing. Yeah. yeah. And a challenge. <laughs> now, you, 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 you said there, when we get back together, we'll, we'll see what's going on. Um, for, for your church, but also for you as a family and in your area, how, how has the, 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 the coronavirus affected uh, the restrictions you're under? Um, you know, what, what, what guidelines are you having to follow? Are, are all your schools closed? Can you go shopping? What, what, kind of, what kind of rules do you have in place there? Yeah, the, and that, those have sort of shifted over the last six months or so. And it's um, so to begin with, you know, I think like many places, it started off with a pretty strong reaction to shut nearly everything down. So the first effect that that had on us, of course, was uh, we meet in a public building for our church. And so that was uh, immediate closures there. Um, and then, you know, it was a kind of a strict lockdown, you know, stay in your homes, don't, don't do anything. You may go outside of your home, but people were pretty much encouraged to to not travel, not go anywhere, unless you were categorized as an essential employee. And they had a, a, a pretty long list of what those essentials were, anything from construction workers to um, any sort of grocery industry, um, uh, things like that. And so the things for a while seemed like they, they went on as usual, sort of, uh, because we have such a large amount of construction workers around here and and uh you know there was still a lot of travel going on hmm. um but over time um i think our our state in particular has grown fairly frustrated with our government um with our governor um because maine compared to the rest of the country has a very small number of cases mm -hmm. um i think the total the total deaths in our state at this point which is not a a number that is insignificant, um, but it is definitely less. It's it's right around 50, 55 people for the entire state of Maine. And so there's been some frustration just because, you know, that doesn't seem like something where we should be stiffening our guidelines, um, but that does that is what's continuing to happen. So um, we, we talked a little bit about this off air. Um, there is that little bit of an American mindset. We don't want our rights infringed upon. And so there's, there is that frustration. And so as a, a church, We've just been trying to, as leaders, we've just been trying to encourage people to be biblically minded, to be prayerful about how they react and respond um, with their own lives to those restrictions, to be loving that when we choose to stay indoors or put a mask on when we go shopping, things like that, it's not, it's not a sign that you're scared. Uh, it's a sign that you're being loving. Mm. Um, so we've tried to, to share that mindset um, to, to, to think about others, to think about our community. What is the, what is the impression that our community will have upon the church mm. during this time? Yeah. Um, will it be one that we care or will it be one that we just, we just don't really care? We, so um, we're ready. We're ready to get back together. We would love to see everybody, but we're doing some similar things that you guys are all doing. We're utilizing a lot of media and mm. video calls and stuff. So our Sunday morning gathering has been primarily, um, you know, live streaming. And then uh, we will connect with our church body uh, 30 minutes after that live stream through a video call so that we can all see each other's faces. And that's been working great. Mm. Um, 
which we, we started that only about three weeks in and uh, I wish we had done it sooner. Uh, but that's been a blessing. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. And we'll see. We're, like I told you, we're going to be doing a, um, a drive-in service. Yeah, you've and, got to uh, tell us about this. This is not something we've yes. heard of happening in the UK, a drive-in service. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we've never done it before. And it's something that uh, we're only considering because we're, we're having to pray through how do we phase. That's the word that's been used around here a lot is, you know, how are you going to phase back into what is the new normal? Mm. Clearly, clearly church uh, gatherings will not go back to just the exact way they were immediately. There's going to be a phasing mm. process. And so part of that for us is let's do what we can uh, with what we can. And the governor has given churches permission to do drive-in services. Uh, people have to stay in their cars. So essentially you have to have a parking lot that's big enough to fit what you think you would need. Mm. Um, and we purchased a, we purchased a, uh, uh, an FM transmitter, radio transmitter, um, that's small enough where you don't need any sort of radio licensing. Mm. And, uh, that connects to our, our media, our soundboard. Um, and so people will tune into a designated radio station from their vehicles and they'll, uh, our worship team, our, our, our leaders will, will set up front and we'll do, uh, we'll have a church service, a gathering, we'll preach the word and, um, people will hear from their radios hmm. and that's, and that will be an interesting experience um, to be looking out at a bunch of car. I feel like I'm in the cars movie. You guys <laughs> seen that? The Pixar cars. <laughs> uh, and what's the date? So that that's May 10th, um, right. which is uh, sort of a big day. We usually do something a little special on mother's day, uh, mm. which is mother's day here in the, in the United States. I don't know if you had, do you have a mother's day there in the UK or is that our, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it the same same date? What's the date for you, for, for you guys? Now you're totally embarrassing me, Joel, because I've no idea when the Mother's Day is. But I shall be okay. checking lest I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's hope that your mother doesn't listen to this this podcast. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a big day for churches. You know, as far as the United States, they say the big ones are Christmas, Easter, and Mother's Day. That will be just below as far as a big attendance and, you know, people coming out of the, uh, the woodworks to, to attend church. Well, of course, it's going to be a lot different this year. So we thought we would, you know, on that, that date, let's do something a little extra special and show our community that we'd, we'd love to see people come out. And we want to encourage them as one of the local churches. And, and we're going to preach the gospel. We're going to, we're going to take that opportunity to point people to Christ our prayer is that our church, our body would be encouraged to come together and see each other. But then we'd also be able to see perhaps some people um, hear the gospel for the first time mm. and, uh, and then be able to connect. And that becomes the trick with all of this is how do you, how do you follow up with somebody virtually yeah. um, to then begin to disciple them? And I'm sure these are questions that you guys have talked about too, but that's, that's our main concern is, uh, you know, we don't just want uh, online viewers. We want mm. disciples. We want disciples of Jesus. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we, we need wisdom on how to do, do that. So, yeah. That sounds great. Joe, we'll be praying about those things, but um, I, I'm sure many of the folk at Whitcomb will, will, will want to pray for you. Uh, do pray already and want to pray off. They hear, hear this. Um, what other things, um, prayer pointers, would you particularly give us um, to stand with you at this time? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're still, we're still a young church plant. Um, I know it's 
that's a probably one of the major differences between ourselves and and your in your fellowship is you guys have been around for you know how you tell me again a couple hundred years or more right it's coming up to 200 years yeah coming up on 200 years and so um, if you're not familiar with with church planting, then uh, you know that's probably the the biggest thing is that you're still even three years in, you're still figuring things out. You're yeah. you're, you're figuring out how to how to establish um, systems and structures and cult, you know things that you want to be a part of your culture. How do you how do you execute the vision that you believe God's given you from His Word? And so we can always use prayer on that. Um, just leadership. How do we develop our leaders uh, here? Um, we are an elder run church um we have one elder and we have an elder candidate uh his name is mark hmm. thibodeau he's also our he's also our worship uh worship leader um so prayer for those processes that that god would raise up leaders in our midst uh, both men and women to lead and serve um and then gosh i can't you know the the thing that's at the tip of my mind right now is is that how this pandemic affects our culture and what what is what is our church's response supposed to be to this in our community and how do we best use this to be missional and reach people with the gospel of of christ things are going to change uh you know in our community but we you know we know that we need to hear from the lord as far as how we how we then minister to and affect um the kingdom Mm. here and back so prayer for those specific things maybe outreach how do we reach out to our community in light of a you know in the aftermath of a pandemic it's going to be unique it's going to be interesting um pray for my family um i had told you off air as well that we're you know we're moving we've got our house on the market and it's being sold and so you could use prayer for that practically that you know, we, the lord would provide um for us what we need for that and open the doors for a um, a new home um place for us to be so uh, those are a couple things um, and I'm also heavily involved in helping other people plant churches I, I have the privilege of being a what's called a the position is called a church planter catalyst for the North American Mission Board and so uh, I, that's part of my weekly responsibility is actually to um, find and recruit and coach um, other other men and women and families that want to move to our state to plant churches. Um, it's a privilege, but it's also a hard time to do that right now. It's not a whole lot of people traveling, um, but I'm encouraged that even in this time, people are still thinking about that. I've mm. got two, two guys right now that are going through an assessment process uh, to become church planters here in the state. And so prayer for that whole aspect of, of our life, um, that God would continue to plant new fellowships where the gospel is needed. So those are just a few things. I could go on and on, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's really helpful. Um, Joel, it's been great to catch up with you. Uh, thanks for your time. Um, but before we, we, we end this, could you just pray for us as we close? Oh, I would love to. Father in heaven, I thank you. Thank you for my brother Clover. God, thank you for the, the connection that was made um, two, and a half, two and a half years ago now, God, almost three years ago. I believe that was, I believe that, was you that, uh, that did prompt me to do that Google search and look for a church in Bath, uh, UK. How your sovereignty, your providence led me to uh, Whitcomb. And uh, God, how that's developed into this friendship, which I believe is just, uh, just beautiful. I'm thankful, God. Thank you for that evidence of your grace and your, and your care uh, for your church. 
uh, for us, Lord. I pray for Whitcomb, God, that you would strengthen every believer. God, as people are uh, still navigating this season of uh, being in quarantine and not being able to gather as we see your scripture tells us to do. It, it's, it hurts at times, God, to not see the faces that we love and to not gather and assemble so we can encourage each other. But God, use this opportunity, use this time as an opportunity for every member of this church, your church, to grow in Christ, God, to be discipled in the scriptures, God, to pray more, to learn of you. Father, I pray that you would give even creative ways, more creative ways for this church body to, to love one another, to serve, and to serve their community, not just to serve themselves, God, but to serve their community, uh, to be a light uh, on a hill, as your word instructs us to do. Father, provide, uh, thank you for the provision of uh, both financially, God, physically for, for your people. But God, we know that, uh, that we will not be without trial and we will not be without struggle. So God, as people are facing anxieties and stresses and struggles of different kinds, God, would you just show yourself mighty, God, that, that you would show your power is perfect when we are weak. God, do that uh, for this church family. God, I pray for the leaders, the pastors. Thank you for Clover and the other, uh, the other elders in the church. God, those that are serving in the tech and media teams and the children's ministry workers, um, uh, all these things, God, would you bless them abundantly and uh, that the gospel would be so rich in their lives right now and that when they do get to come back together, Father, when they first see each other's faces, there would be this just beautiful celebration, this joy, uh, this, this magnificent, magnificent joy of just being together as the body of Christ and that you would um, get them through this and be, be stronger on the other side of it. God, we love you. We thank, thank you for your word. God, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you for saving us, God, for being our redeemer. And uh, we love you. We lift all of these things up to you in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, Joel. And I uh, will be praying You're for welcome. you. Thank you, guys. Take care.